I never saw Cartoon Network as a kid. Being an Australian without Foxtel, I saw very little more than Cheese TV. But I still remember one faithful night at my parents' friend's piss-up when all the kids were packed away into a lounge room with a projector screen and Foxtel cartoons running. But I first saw and was surprised by how great Powerpuff Girls actually was. And then a show called Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law came on and I was blown away by its bizarre humour and style. It was quickly followed by Space Ghost and I was just lost to the late night lineup from there. No more fucking around the twist for this guy. Um, I never guessed when a man said, let's do David Letterman, but with Hanna-Barbera's C-list characters in 1994, it would become a $14 million staple in animation. But here we are. So settle in for some Adult Swim and some of its gems on the school for wayward nerds. You should have Ty would eat this burger. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and the pickle. There's so many pickles. No, Meg, there's so many pickles. Did you see the cat and they didn't shave its head? Yeah, he's got a fucking muffin face. Fucked. I thought he was smushed up against like a window. A window. Oh, yeah. yeah. I said that first. Fuck yeah. Oh. That's a long dog. Long dog. I have become long dog. Why aren't we recording? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, great. <laughs> Hello. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is a beautiful Ed Game Thursday, and you know what that means. This is the School for Wayward Nerds. And, uh, class now in session? But also, we're recording this on Mother's Day, and we're airing it on Ed Game Thursday. So, just a quick disclaimer if you're at home and you love your mum, don't wear her. I'm just. Just make sure everyone knows our stance on that before we get started. Yeah, don't make nipple belts. Yeah, don't nipple belt. Nine vaginas in a box. Don't put nine pussies in a box and expect your mum to forgive you. If you don't understand what we're talking about, Wikipedia and game. Yeah. Well, think about it. I'm surprised, like, I know it's fucked up, but, like, most people have heard of, like, Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy, Mm. but... I don't know how people don't know who he is, but it's like Leatherface, Psycho. Yeah, he inspired horror movies. Yeah. Not just a specific Even one. that in general. That douchebag from season two of American Horror Story. Mm. And that douchebag from season two of Lazy Town, probably. Yeah, just every goddamn dude who skins someone is him. All right, that guy talking is uh, one of our students, Trey. No. We're also joined by Meg. Hello. And our producer, Kai Steen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kai, jeez. <laughs> and I am your host, Toby DePaula. And this episode is uh, a few samples of uh, of just adult swim cartoons. Um, it's a mess at the moment, that's what this episode is. <laughs> oh, so it's so different to any other one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trey and Meg, what, um, what taste of animation have you brought to our tune taste buds today? Well, you made us do adult swim, so it's all fucked. Yeah. Yeah, Alright, well, what cartoons did you guys pick for us to talk about today? Because we, we all brought in one. Have you got like a list of others? Um, yeah. Sort of. Someone's gonna sit there and just listen to these four episodes and not oh, four shows and go adults with socks. the shows such as Moral Oral. Metalocalypse is pretty good. I think it's a very great show. It's got a lot of depth to it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the one about the satanic dog? 
Mr. Pickles. I love Mr. Um, Pickles. Uh, good boy. You've also got, like, Rick and Morty. But... That one, no. out of all the Adult Swims, that one is like a blockbuster yeah. compared to the other ones. Robot Chicken. Yeah, I suppose, but... There's not, there's no, nothing has mer- no adult swim has merchandise like Rick and Morty does. Mm. Um, Nothing's as popular as it. Yeah, it, it's certainly more popular than check it out with Steve Brawl. You know what I mean? Um, well, is that the one with um the dude from Step Brothers? Yeah, what's his name in Talladega Nights? Carl Norton Jr. Yeah, and he's just a retard. Yeah, yeah, I was saying that show. It's like a cool guy zone or some shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's happening. All right, let's let's kick this absolute fucker off with uh, October first, nineteen ninety two, when Car Network first begins to air. Um, a fella named Ted Turner had bought all of the Hanna Barbera and MGM cartoons. Um, MGM's uh, stuff like Looney Tunes, uh, Max Fleischer Studios, like Superman. Is, is the um, Lion Rule whatever the at fuck the Popeye is? Yet yeah, the Lion Rule. Tried to do a Lion Rule for everybody at home. Oh, that's a sick line. Gotta put him down. <laughs> put him down, studios. Um, <laughs> so, so he's just airing all these cartoons that he bought the rights to on his new channel. And um, after a couple of years, they decide they need something a little bit different to fill in the late night slots because no one's coming home from the bar and wanting to watch Flintstones unless they're fucking ripped. Um, um, so the head programmer at the time named Mike Lazar comes up with a, a weird idea called Space Ghost Coast to Coast. He's like, what if we did David Letterman but with a C-grade <laughs> character? But, um, yeah, they give him the budget of what, Kyle? Zero. He got no dollars. So it's like all volunteer work and just bad cut animations. That's all they're using. Um, so it's just a complete labour of love and it's shitty art style gave it like this garage punk feel the cartoons don't normally have and um, it's awkward humour sort of paved the way for everything that comes after that point um, uh, I recommend Space Ghost it's good I didn't realise how old it was yeah, 92, yeah, shit. It's fucked up the guests they have on it. Well, because people come into any Ted Turner thing and then they've got a shitty intern in a Space Ghost costume and be like, can you quickly interview us while we wait for your actual thing to start? And that's how they got every interview. But, like, they were saying they had to actually stop doing it that way because a lot of the um, guests in that couldn't stop laughing at this intern in a space guy suit and so they'd end up like they'd record the 15 minute interview and have like 20 usable seconds because the rest of the time they were literally just cracking themselves laughing yeah. like, you, you what know the fuck would the interviewing have been though because what's that um chick who killed the beatles Oh, no, that's, Yoko, that's not Yoko you're thinking of Bjork yeah like because she's just talking about how like her kids are Cauliflower or some shit. See, I don't know what the questions are. Whether they're the script for the episode or they're just asking whatever the fuck and they're just taking it out of context. I'm not sure. I think it's it probably out, it's varies. Yeah. yeah. Um. I do like the fact though. Are you going to go into what he was before he was the programmer? For, um. Um. No, I don't have that. You, you can go. He was the male guy. Oh. 
So he used to work in like the mail department, like delivering letters and stuff. And they were like, "Hey, you want to, you want to, you know, just go over there and press play on a bunch of old cartoons." He's like, "Oh," and then he's like, "Well, this is kind of boring, so I'll make Space go." So I'm gonna invent Adult Swim. <laughs> um, That's great. Like I think it's and it, it was like only two years, like. He started as the mail guy, and two years later he was running... Well, yeah, he would have had to, because... Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network mm. starts in 92, and Space Ghost rolls in two years after. Um, yeah, Best so, progression story since Monsters, Inc. That's a pretty good one. Um, so, to produce this show, he um, creates Ghost Planet Industries, which later becomes William Street. You've seen the logo at the end of everything. Um, which is, yeah, it's the home of all Adult Swim, pretty much. After the success of Space Ghost during its hiatus in 2000 and nothing, 2000, um, they started doing something called special programming, which um, random it was just random stuff being played without rhyme or reason. Like, you check your TV guide, it just says special programming. Like, it doesn't tell you what show you're watching until it's happening. Oh. And this is stuff like C-Lab 2021. Yeah. Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Aquatine Hunger Force and the Brack Show were all part of that sort of area. And the success of this random assortment of bullshit um, comes to September 2nd, 2001, when Adult Swim is first existing. It's its first airing. Probably one of the silver linings of that specific month, right? Mm. Mm. He, he doesn't know what date you're talking well, about. Listen. Like, I have a fair idea what it is. It's what like, else happened in September? Oh, yeah. 2001. Why is that what I knew you were talking about? Because it's Toby Punk. and that's all he talks about. Don't worry, I talk about other American tragedies in this episode. Alright. Um, yeah, so it aired with all the shows we mentioned. It had kept its cool punk sort of style. Like it's... I don't know how to describe Crappy it. Crappy animation, it's, no it, budget. It's like a raggedy, I don't give a fuck kind of attitude that they have about everything. Um, yeah, it, brought, it brings anime to viewers as well. Like, it brings a lot of those back um, to... It the, had Dragon Ball Z going on. It had... had Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. It, it was America's introduction to anime. Mm. On a main Yeah, it, it, it brought it to an audience. Yeah. Um... It, uh, it also brought back shows like uh, Mission Hill and the Oblons. Um, it even saved Family Guy by buying it when Fox threw it away. Um, its success on Adult Swim was what made Fox release, like re-release it and continue making episodes. Um, they also did the same thing with Futurama. Um, what are some people's highlights of Adult Swim shows? Does anyone have any favourites? How many can you even name, Kyle? Probably not that many. No. I like Twelve Ounce Mouse. Twelve Ounce Mouse is awesome. That's fucked. I was showing Kyle a little loiter squad this week. Oh. Uh, this fish center. Yeah, I do like me some fish center. Oh. Your pretty face is going to hell. Yeah, I almost covered that this week, but oh. I ended up going with other stuff because I have no material. To I do watch. like the fact we all picked animation. Because yeah, well, I always really... forget about the other ones. They don't do a lot of live action. Well, they they do now, but they never originally. Um, well, they they did the same thing Aquatine, with Samurai. Arcee McGee. Yeah, Arcee McGee's a good one. Black Dynamite. Oh, 
I forget that that's an Adult Swim thing. Was Bob's the original Burgers. movie, or did they buy it out as well? Oh, wait, is Bob's Burgers one? Attack oh. on Titans. Um, before you Fraction. keep reading, I'm going to say that Bob's Burgers is not. They just air it on Adult Swim. Like an American dad. Yeah, but it's still... It's on their blog. It's on their okay. programming. Oh, the Venture Bros. Yeah. That stupid show that has spaghetti. Spaghetti. Like Tim and Eric's awesome Oh, show. that's fucking... The Eric Andre show. Squidbillies. Squid, I remember Squidbillies. I remember watching well, that I one think a lot of people like the boondocks. What they? is Giggle Fudge USA? I don't know. Super good. Jail? I fucking love Super Jail. They have cheeseburgers as the theme. Oh, and the other show I almost covered that I'm going to recommend to everybody who has the time. Um, King Star King. Have a, get a, no. get, have a look at it. Just no. China, Illinois sucks. Yeah. Frisky Dingo has a good name. But it's, it's Frisky good. Dingo is weird to go back and watch because it's the entire crew that does Archer now. And to see how like their the shaky start is it's really interesting. Because it, it's like all the same voices and animation oh. style. It's just not quite there yet. It's very... All the Timmy and Eric shit. We said that. <laughs> you... Yeah, but all of it. Okay. You used to watch that show like Eagle Heart or some shit. Yeah, I've watched Young Eagle Heart. Young Person's Guide to History. What's the morning show that they do? I think it's like stupid morning bullshit or something great. <laughs> but yeah, there's all adult sort of things. <laughs> um... Um, before we move on to our shows, because we all picked our individual ones, um, I can't leave this incident without discussing it and telling you guys about it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is the 2007 Boston Moon Knight Panic. Alright? So, Wednesday 31st, the Boston Police Force and Fire Department are called about mysterious magnetic devices placed all around the city. Exposed wires, batteries, and a lit symbol of a small angry alien flipping the bird. Was this a horrible act of terrorism? Oh, was it a real-life Arkham City Riddler? Bomb squads literally blanket the fucking city. Doing, um, what are they called? Those, uh, explosions? Controlled detonations. Controlled detonations. Blocking all roads, desperately trying to remove these possible explosive devices that have just appeared overnight. Um, it was, it turned out to be a guerrilla marketing campaign by Adult Swim to advertise Aquatine Hunger Force colon movie film for theatres. It's the, it was the Aquatine movie. Hang on. I'm trying to... Find a little picture there? I've got... He's on the top of my shit. Well, jeez, that's impractical. It's just your phone. I don't... All right. Um, so two artists put together the campaign um, named Sven Stevens and artist Peter Badovsky. They were both arrested that day and charged with placing hoax devices to incite panic. Eventually, the charges were dropped, but Turner Productions had to pay a cold $1 million to the police department and another fucking million to Homeland Security. Um, and if you've seen the Aquatine movie, it's just a fucking nuts stunt to kick off what is just a big, long episode. <laughs> just the, the the panic. I went back and watched all the old news footage and stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> Because it is pretty good. Because they're all freaking out and they're treating it like it's Arkham City Riddler, oh, and and they're just like little light up, little light up pictures of the Moon Knight. So funny. Oh and they were God. just like on the side of buildings and like they just they were just like on subways and stuff. So they yeah. closed down all the trains as well. <laughs> so they did a full freak out. Over it. They they, they panicked they're real just good. Little, like LED light up signs. Um, 
That's fantastic. a great movie though because of the start with the little song about going to the movies. Oh yeah, that's just one of your bands, isn't it? Mastodon. Speaking. They were number one in like album in Australia just the other day. Nice. Well, they're also known as the band from Monsters University. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to in the car. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if we're on the topic of uh, fucking metal bands, let's start with Trey's pick for some adult swims. It's Meg. It's mine. Meg, it's tell us about your pick of the adult swims. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> So I picked metal Metalocalypse. Yep. I'm not doing very well today. Bear with me. <laughs> um, it was created by Brennan Small and Tommy Blanchard. Mm-hmm. It was premiered in um, August 2006. Yeah. The series is about Deathlock, a death metal band which enjoys a popularity level unheard of in reality. Yeah, they're like godhood status. Yeah. It's insane. I think yeah. in episode two they haven't released an album in that long that the like global financial thing has just sparked. Yeah, because um, they're ranking as like the seventh largest economy on earth in <laughs> just the band. Just the band. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's by the end of season two. Um, the creator described it like that sort of level being like the Beatles, just a thousand times a thousand times more dangerous and a billion times more stupid. They are stupid. They are They're very stupid. Oh yeah. <clears throat> it's very dudesons. I think it's just the accents making you think that buddy. Yeah, all this the No American part skin name. Yeah. Yeah. But like it's the accent and they like that random like Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Like, there's no basis to it, no... No thought goes in. Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, the show features original music written by the creator... Brendan Small. It is credited to the band and featured... <coughs> Sorry, I've got stuff in my throat, but it's okay. <laughs> um, the animation is often carefully synced... Sorry. <laughs> um, to the music with the chord positions and like fingers on the guitar that's, what, that's one major thing detail. Like, like you can we're all mu- well most of us here are musicians yeah? yeah yeah that pisses me off to no fucking end when you see a cartoon and they're just banging whatever symbol they want to no tune whatsoever and it makes a sound yeah, yeah but they like took the time to actually be like the fact that they take the time goes a long way because that like yeah. fucking infuriates Pretty me so much, much every second of the show that they're not doing anything the lead guitarist has his guitar and he's just like He's tapping and stuff, yeah. And I actually like you can got the tabs because it's like a good exercise. Mm. You can actually buy Death Clocks albums, like they in stores and yeah. stuff. They even did concerts. Like mm. in between songs, Brendan Small would just like talk to himself, like in the voices. I like to think he did that whole fucking cliche thing where he faces one way, talks, and like turns around and talks back the other way. <laughs> That'd be great. I hope he does that. There's four seasons and a movie, so mm. it's it went for a while. I think it went till 2014, 2012, or something. Yeah, that's recently stopped. Yeah, I'm gonna need your help with one of these names because I can't say it properly. <laughs> Um, Does it have the N word in it? No. no. Why can't you say it? Because it's a tongue twister so and I'm bad at talking. <laughs> um, 
the fictional band members and main characters are Nathan Explosion. Mm-hmm. Squizgar Squiggle. That one. I can't say it. Um, Pickles, William Murderface, and Toki Wartooth. Toki's my fucking favourite. He's, so, always, dumb. he's so dumb. They're always by real people, but yeah. I think that's like the best <clears throat> part. I also love that they're, like when they're performing, they've all got the corpse paint on. Yeah. I don't, I don't know any metal bands that do it, but I know like blood-sucking zombies from out of, fa- out of space do it. And that's the only one I know. Um, in the show, the band's concerts are like really, really notorious for how dangerous they are. Yeah, the the pilot, the, like it sets a fucking total tone when they when millions of people are gathering in like the Himalayas to watch them sing. A coffee jingle. Yeah, a coffee jingle. And, like, you see the big target for the the stage to drop out of the helicopter. And they're dropping, and it just shows the target, and they, like, land just off. They just completely miss it. Just then crush, the wall, like... The walls fall down anyway, so it still would have killed people. Yeah, it, it, it yeah, kills, like, a third of the people there. But it's fine, because they get the, like, concert attendees... They have to, to sign... sign a, yeah. <laughs> A pain waiver on entry. I like the guy that's off that. He's like, liability. oh, someone scooped out my eye and made me eat it. It was great. The bug. Oh, oh, he's like, I'm like, what the fuck? I chopped off my finger and threw it on stage. Face and face rolled it up and smoked it. Smoked it. He just like screams, go murder face. My favorite dude is the guy with the symbol in his neck. It's a different episode, but just a symbol gets like frisbeed off the stage and it hits a dude in the neck. And it's there's like, like a yeah. pa- there's a pause where it's like definitely dead, and then he just like throws the horns off. <laughs> um, yeah. So they clearly don't have any. They don't care about their fan safety, pretty much. Well, in their song "Fan Song," the oh, little wow. intro is "You people out there, give us more than record sales. You give us something to hate. We hate you, you brainless mutants." <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first episode, they um, pour like scalding. Oh, I forgot about that too. Scalding hot coffee over the concert goers. Pretty much every concert. In the show, people die, so there's a lot of. We've never seen stuff. that not happen now that you mentioned it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just a whole big mess of blood, gore, and funny stuff. Yeah. You know, um, it has a heap of guest voices like Mark Hamill, Jack. He's Lark. not a guest. He's fifty percent of the show no, is just him. There's four main voices. <laughs> there's the two creators yeah. who between them voice the band. Mm-hmm. The guy who voices like the army general oh, yeah, yeah. and Mark Hamill, they're the four that are in every episode. Brandon Small, Tommy Blacher, Mark Hamill, Victor Brandt, and Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. He's British McDowell. villain. Everyone knows who yeah. he is when you see a picture. He's, I think he's in the Halloween remakes. Mm, yeah, he is. Sure he's the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's Jack Black. There's... The, is that the lead singer from Cannibal Corpse? Yeah, George Fisher. George Fisher? There's a Corpse lot of musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've wrote the list of the ones we know the most. Yeah. Ace Freely. Freely. I didn't want to get that Kiss. wrong. From Kiss. Um, the entire band of... Exodus. I would have said that wrong. Um, you can read the rest. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. I was gonna say the only obviously two. Dave Grohl. Yeah, because he's in fucking anything. <laughs> James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett from Metallica. Yeah. Kirk voices the Queen of France or yeah. some shit like it's a girl. 
And then I think they pour mercury on her. Yeah, they do, because their chef is um, insane, because they Frankensteined him. Oh, Mastodon has come up again. Brett Hins and Troy from Mastodon. Scott Ian of Anthrax, but he's in everything. He's one of the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. Oh, and also Mastodon are in Game of Thrones too. Like, those two bands are in everything. They're even in um, Walking Dead and shit. Um, Mike Patton of Faith No More, Slash, and so many others. And also Pat, Patton Oswalt's in it too. And King Diamond, for those Jane Silent Bob movie fans. Fuck well, Which one's the that? Is pretty That's in Clerks 2. Yeah, Clerks 2. Mm. It's a good show. There's actually it. a lot of the movie. <laughs> There's actually a lot on the internet about it, unlike some of our other shows. Yeah, no, yeah. like, it's, like, but they just, they've I think the fact that they actually it. take the time and make the music is what helps. Like, someone it, like it's, me it's very who genuine. plays guitar, like, I have the tab books. Mm. Yeah. Because this is the only band that is smart enough to delete how to play their songs off the internet so you buy the book. Yeah. Like, you cannot get mm. a lesson of a Death Clock song. Unlike all of my bands who just aren't recognisable enough to have tabs online. <laughs> and If you know any tabs to our Japanese voyeurs, write in. Thank you. The, even in Season 4, the two guitarists get new look guitars. They've always had the Explorer and the Flying V, mm, but yeah. they get painted different. And you could walk into the music store and buy the Thunder Horse. Yeah, they actually did. It. I remember they had one in town. On the um, credits, because we watched them before we started recording, yeah. it's got Gibson and that on it. Yeah, like, like, like even the amps and mm. shit. Like, it's got real sponsors. Yeah. But, yeah, I couldn't believe that they actually made the fucking guitar. Like, I went into the music shop in town and just, like, stared at the wall for five minutes because I'm like, it's a fucking Thunder Horse. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, so it finished airing in 2012. Um, with the special airing in 2013. That's the big opera, right? There the is another opera. season yeah, that has just... been pretty much done, but Adult Swim refused to pick it up. Mm. Um, and they just hasn't found anywhere to air. So last year, the creator was like, I, I think we're finished. Like, yeah. I don't want to tour anymore. Wait, we're, we're done. So. Well, I'd, I'd honestly rather it end than they run out of guests and mm. they start, like, having, I don't know, gorillas as a recurring characters in it or something, and it just becomes The Simpsons. I'd like one extra episode just because the clock opera ends on, like, a kind of cliffhanger as it would. Yeah. But some shows I hate how short they are. Other shows, you're, you're probably happier to see them end than keep going. But it, it is real sad, but because, like... The albums go with the seasons. I think uh, Death Album 1 is season 1 and 2, and then 2 is season 3 and 3 is season 4. But Death Album 3 is probably one of the best metal albums ever. And it's a fucking joke. (laughs) No, no. Um, Yeah, I only bring that up because... Robot Chicken was so great when it started and now it's just they'll pick a random obscure 80s action figure line and do like a bad song about it and then they'll move on to the next clip. Whereas in the old days they would have like a story for their skits. Now it's yeah. just kind of... They're like, I'm fine with them going back to old old uh, subjects if, if that's what they're scared about. I'd rather see Smurfs again. And for people I'll watch a series who... of bitch pudding, I don't care. 
people out there who don't know Metalocalypse, but they've seen the Bat Metal videos. Yeah, ev- everyone's seen Bat Metal. They're all that one. Well, oh, I don't know. Bat if Metal Returns. Uh, yeah, that's what's called. Man one. Yeah, yeah, they're Death Clock songs. The Face Fisted and um, Mermaider. Kyle, what would you rate Metalocalypse? Metalocalypse, not Murderocalypse. Fuck you. <laughs> Um, what would you rate it out of 10 there, buddy? Murder face off. Um, it's all about him. Oh, like I ate. Yeah. Solid on the Adult Swim with fun. It's great, though, how by the end it's got, like, a massive plot and shit. Mm, I, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a 9. It's one of the best uh, Adult Swims, I think. And a lot of it is because it's genuine, you know? Because yeah, I find myself always watching season one, but like visually it's the worst. Mm. Like it gets real fluent in the animation later on. Kind of like um, season one of Archer, I almost can't watch now because the current one is like so visually impressive. It just touches on music things so well. Like there's an episode where they fuck off the drummer and get a drum machine, like a lot of death metal bands do, mm. and then it becomes an alcoholic. Oh, no. <laughs> Meg, what would you rate Metalocalypse out of 10? Yeah, try. 10. There you go. All right, who wants to do their show next? You. All right. I picked Lucy, the Daughter of the Devil. Um, This cartoon was a pilot from 2005 that aired, like, multiple, multiple times on Adult Swim for two years before getting picked up for a season. It's about a typical 21-year-old college girl named Lucy dealing with the high expectations of her father, Satan. Yes, you do. Archer. Yeah, Archer. Um, meanwhile, a team of Vatican priests and, like, a really testosterone-driven nun are hunting for the Antichrist, which is, you know, her, but she's not really interested in it. Um, in the first episode, she begins a relationship with the second coming uh, DJ Jesus. And... Um, it's, it's like a weird day in the lifestyle, like everything's pretty casual and fine, and just, it's fine, but everything's also very like satanic and evil at the same time. Um, just it gives it a weird distortion the way it does everything. Um, so pretty much everyone working on this came from Dr. Katz's professional therapist, and went on to do Bob's Burgers later. So there's a, there's a big drop for me, because I don't like Bob's Burgers. I think I'm the only one that likes Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. The issue you have with Bob's Burgers, though, is A, you don't like the animation style, and B, you can't get over I have, how many voices in that sound like someone else. Yeah, I'm pulling them out of this. I don't like Bob's Burgers because I don't look at Tumblr 10 hours a day, so I don't find it funny. No, like that's why you don't like Steven Universe. No, like, I don't like a little kind of chubby girl with glasses saying, like, awkward stuff. I like your butt. Mm. Like, that's not funny to me. I'd rather see a guy get... A symbol in his neck. In his neck, yeah. Because I'm a fucking retard. <laughs> um, yeah, um, actually, now that now that I know that it's all Bob's Burgers people, um, the the mu- musical composer of the show, John Dylan Keith, his ukulele in half of the intros to Lucy are very similar to Bob's Burgers. Like, it's not, it, it's not like Hacky repeating himself, but just like the sound is very similar. I didn't, I didn't realise that, but I've, I've gone back and checked since. I'm like, fucking hell, it's like the same dude. Um, it was created by a dude named Lauren Bouchard, or Bouchard, um, who did Cats to Lucy to Bob's 
yeah. as everyone else will end up doing. Um, Melissa Barden-Galski plays Lucy. She's an assistant, or she's just an assistant on Dr. Katz, like not even a person. And then does several side characters on Bob's Burgers later. Then you got John Glazer as DJ Jesus. He's a writer on Conan and Inside Amy Schumer. Um, he does a shit ton of adult swim shows. He's on Arsene McGee. Delocated is actually his created show. Um, Neon Joe, Aquatine, and Super Jail. Like, his name pops up a shit ton. Um, you got Eugene Merman. Um, you, you, you'd all know the voice if you heard it. He's, it's just one of those ones, you know? He's uh, the son on Bob's Burgers. Um, he's Cheryl's brother on Archer. And Dr. Eugene Merman on Actine Hunger Force, which is just like his name. There's a doctor in that. I remember him in the lasagna episode we watched recently. Um, <laughs> and then finally, you got H. John Benjamin, a voice everyone fucking recognizes a mile away. He's Archer. He's Bob himself. Satan. Yep, he's Satan in this. He appears in Actine Hunger Force, Venture Bros, Arsene McGee, and obviously Dr. Cat's professional therapist. I don't like him, but because his voice is the same every time. Like, yeah. it's your It's a problem. very like, iconic voice. Because you know how people can animate a character to look like that's their voice? Mm. None like, of them ever look like him. Archer it's really does. Like, I can imagine a dude looking like Archer talking like that, like mm. if it was real. Yeah. But, like, because that one suits, like, when you watch Lucy, Daughter of the Devil, I look at the same and I'm just like cringeworthy yeah um if you want to know what he looks like in real life he's the coach on not another teen movie yeah so that's, that's it, always it's fun it's like um how to train your dragon like that oh, nerdy yeah. guy who's friends with franco and all that mm. shit like he doesn't look like he doesn't that fit. dude in yeah. how to train your dragon now the art style on um lucy daughter of the devil is pretty unique um trey i don't think you like it I can't stand the animation. Yeah. It's just ugly. Um, they all look like those little people, you know, the Fisher-Price toys, the little yeah. people, or daubs, makes head today. If it looked better, I could probably stand it. I, it's just ugly. Like, I agree that it's but not, it's like, It's because they didn't have a lot of money. Insane that we went back and watched... A little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, yeah. I... And it might just be because I'm, like, an art idiot. Um, That's what the professional title for it is. <laughs> Their, um, like, behind-the-scenes explanation, I now appreciate it a lot more. Mm. And, like, I can see why they, like, basically, particularly with, like, the intros and that, because they're all different every episode. Mm. They... There's never a theme song. They turn around and be like, okay, um, let's try something on a green screen. And, and then they the would let screen. them do like whatever they wanted, mm. and like it was a very like, you know, they're allowed to basically go, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had we like green screened out a baby and then we'll pour blood over it so that like there's nothing there and then it's all just of a sudden silhouette there's a bloody blood. baby and then no stole it for Daredevil probably and then like intro. there's another one where she wanted to see. Um, like what it would look like if it rained blood over the city so she drew out new york city and then green screen blood and then like overlapped them time and time again to see like if she could get a 3d effect out of it and like basically it was just paid 
to screw around with to fuck people. around for oh, a couple like weeks. it's awesome yeah that's pretty much the attitude they had about all of it just see what fits go for yeah. it yeah and that's like you can tell every episode they've done something a bit different and like the main people like behind the animation on it they're um like other shows and that are immaculate like you can see they've all gone and worked on crazy good stuff this is just them experimenting sort of doing whatever okay he's like a hundred bucks make me a cartoon any way you can on a hundred bucks yeah like so it like i have a lot more gratitude for it like after seeing that um one other thing that's kind of weird and experimental is the backgrounds and all the backdrops in it because they're all just they look like stock photos that someone's just kind of warped and fucked with just a little bit to bend it um, a lot of the extras in the background have warped faces as well. Um, it, it's just, it's a weird style and it's kind of one of the reasons why I like it. It's because it's doing whatever the fuck it wants, you know? Um, it's it's just this normal girl living a fairly normal life, but it's all warped with just the fact that she's the Antichrist. And she's got that weird um, hellhound that protects her. That's a good scene when it convinces that dude to kill himself. I don't know That's if you've funny. seen that one. Um, yeah, the episodes go for like 10 minutes, so at least at least give one a shot. There's no reason not to. Yeah. That's, that's good. Those are, those are my notes. I'd recommend it. Um, I'd give it... Ma- I'd, it's, a, it's a small recommendation, though. I'd give it maybe a 7 out of 10. What about you, bud? Yeah. I, I'm... It's not a high priority on the list of adults. It's going to be like 5.5. Because if you don't watch it, you're not missing anything. But if you do... You know, it's not. You're it's, not wasting the full ten minutes of your life. But now that YouTube is like a big staple of a thing, like it's the same length as the web series. You can just take the time to sit and watch it. It's probably on yeah. YouTube anyway. Try. I'll go six. If it looked better, I would probably enjoy it. Hmm. The start of the one we watched today was it annoyed me because everybody just kept talking over each other. Yeah, it's like, like me oh, with Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's it's very. Imp- it's not impromptu. Yeah, impromptu. Like, the, the script's there, but it's very do whatever you want kind of thing. Yeah. Um, who wants to pick another Adult Swim sample next? Oh, I think we always make Kyle go last, so I guess I'll do it. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I don't care. Kyle, okay, you have I, some notes? Yeah. Alright, what do you got? Um, so I picked Mary Shelley's Frankenhall. I love that they credit Mary Shelley at the start. It's like calling it Bob Kane's Batman. Well, technically, you have to. No one else does. I Frankenstein didn't. Bride yeah. of Frankenstein didn't. Um, so it's, which most people just know it as Frankenhall. Um, but it's a stop motion animated show that um, premiered on 7th of June 2010 and it ended in 2012. Um, and it was created by. And I'm gonna murder his last. Let me see. Dinos Stamatopoulos. Dinos Stamatopoulos. He does um Skull Juice. That's another podcast. And he does Moral Laurel. That's another good one. I'll smoke the crack. He says. Um. But yeah, so it's about Victor Frankenstein. Duh. Um, he's finally mastered immortality, and has like worked out how to create portals that jump between different time zones and they all like 
land in his garden. Yeah, because that's what the premise of the show really is. It's so just a random... Frankenhole. The, the portals. Mm. Yeah, and then you got like a historical figure will come to him for help. Yeah, you know? so they connect his little village with every time period past and present. Doesn't what, What's his town called? It's like some unexplicable European town or something. Um... I don't know. I did say it somewhere. I'll find it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so basically every episode is someone from a different history or like um, there's a lot of like vampires that show up and stuff. Hmm, yeah. Um, and they'll come to him and be like, oh, I have this issue. Help me fix it. And so sometimes he may decide to do that. Yeah, he, I love Other his attitude. He's, like, he's like the biggest cockhead ever. He's great. Well, that's his. So he created be, be, this monster. Yeah, because he's so immortal and he's so much smarter than anyone in any room. He just doesn't care anymore. Like he's already won. So he's just got this I don't give a shit kind of thing. Like and he, um, he hates sex. Well, he doesn't hate sex, but he's like. Eh. He, he's done it for an infinite amount of years. He's not like he, he will shoot his dick for sexual pleasure at this point. Um. There's also that good example when he's talking to Gandhi about um, curing his stomach pains. Yeah. Because he's on a hunger strike and he's got a sore belly. Um, and he's like, I'm I'm on a hunger strike for peace and like he's yawning. He's like, am I boring? He was like, yes, go on. Like, <laughs> like it's very like, get fucked, I don't care. Yeah. It's got a great that's attitude. kind of why I like it because it's so like, if, if you've been around forever and you've got all of these people constantly bringing you like because that's the one he's talking about is he's starving himself for peace you, you've, um, all, you've all heard of a gandhi at some point you know what you do but no so he's starving himself for peace and every time someone says peace his stomach like turns over but because he's doing something like so humanitarian He's got all these women that want to fuck him. Yeah. So he goes to him and he's like, can you stop my stomach from doing this so that I'm strong enough to, to pound, pound all of these women? And because Victor Frankenstein, he's not, he's bored with sex. He's like, what? Well, I, I mean, I, uh, I also love that he's voiced by Jeff Davis. Yeah. Um, whose line is it anyway? Comptroller of Harmontown. Like, he's a, he's a funny dude. I just like hearing his voice. From? Jeff Davis. Yeah. He's the dude who always wears a fucking suit. Like, he gets out of bed and wears a suit. Oh, okay. He, he's like, a fancy boy. He's in the later seasons. He's the white guy. Uh, the white guy. He's really Colin young and with, like, the cop. Yeah. Wayne and all that. Mm. He's, a, he's a newer one. Mm. Um, Tony Hawk was on that last week. It was weird. Mm. <laughs> They've got some weird people on that show. Yeah. Um. um who, who else is in... What other characters, aside from Victor Frankenstein, are there? So you have Professor Polidori, mm-hmm. who is also immortal. Oh, um, yeah, they're buddies. Sometimes he's, like, the conscious for Victor, mm. and other times he's just like, he's just I'm just going to sit here and let you, like, fuck up your life. Um, and then you've got his wife, Elizabeth. I, I love her in the show. She's great. She's voiced by Bretta Phillips, who has, like, two other roles. Mm. Like, she's not in anything. Which is weird, because she's pretty good. Um, And she's very loving and motherly and everything, but she just wants to have sex. 
Because she's not tired of it like Victor is, and she just wants attention. So there's a lot of episodes where, like, she'll start having an affair with Count Dracula, or the Invisible Man will come and watch her in the bathtub. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And then Victor walks through the door, and she's like, I'm naked! <laughs> like, wraps herself in a towel. So that's kind of funny. Um, I like Frankenstein's monster, too. Well, here you go. Palador is named after... Like one of the John first John Paradori. Yeah, he invented vampires pretty much. Mm. Alright, there you go. I knew I knew the name from somewhere. Um I like Frankenstein's monster. He's so fucking sad. He's an alcoholic. He's very cynical. Um and he regularly just comes It's very and accurate he's like, to the original book. <laughs> like in the in the original book, he's like, You're my father, why don't you appreciate me? He's like, You're fucking ugly. My experiment didn't work. You're clearly not a human, you're a big big fool. And then he's just he's miserable, he's sad because he's just a disappointment to everyone. But I also like the fact his left leg is Jewish, so it can detach and talk. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just a thing. Yeah. And would you like to talk about your favourite character? Go on. Cool. Yeah, you can talk about Eagle. I uh, just, I just love his voice. He has a cute little girlish voice, and he's like, is really childish. Um. Well, it's voiced by the creator's like infant child. Yeah. So that, that's why. There you go. It's so it's it's this big like hunchback dude, and he's got like the tiny this little girl voice. It's very funny. <laughs> um. I do like the fact. So, the show ran for two seasons. Which is pretty good for a fucking Adult Swim show. It wasn't until a year after the second season finished that he was like, oh yeah, we got cancelled. Oh, Oh, were you guys waiting for something? Oh. Um, There is one episode that they say, like, oh, it never happened. Which is the one that you like. The Mother Teresa one. I can't find it anywhere anymore. It's gone. Yeah, no. According to every website that I've ever found, it's like, it didn't exist, but she was voiced by this person. Yeah. She's, she's still being credited on an episode that they're trying to get rid of and deny. Um, I did find out in the band episode, which uh-huh. is called Mother to Visa, um, which they will not say why it was banned. But apparently... If it's Mother it Teresa, it's clearly about her getting knocked up, and right? And feminists. Oh, jeez. So, two groups you don't really want to piss off. Yeah, the two very loud ones. Yeah. Um, and there's an episode with Jesus in it. There's a couple of them. He's voiced by, like, Andy, Andy Dick. Dick. The, uh, the sheep teacher from Clone High and notorious, like, drunk Nancy boy idiot. Um, so in all of Jesus's episodes, yeah. he's wearing a court appointed alcohol monitoring yeah. bracelet. Do you know why? I bet Andy Dick had one at the time. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. He, he was like licensed into the studio. Yeah, because they, they talk about it. He's the other co-host on Skull Juice. And they talk about how he used to be a fucking nut. Um, there is a bunch of like awesome tropes. Uh, one of my favourite is Awesome McCool Name. That's trope. a good name. That's pretty good. Um, and that's for Professor Pomodoro. Or you've got like bigger is better in bed. Um, completely missing the point. Like some of the tropes that are in this 
I'm just ridiculous. It's, it's very fun, but um, you haven't really spoken about how the art is. Which is one of the weird and unique points about the show. You I, think I wasn't going to talk about it because nobody likes it. I appreciate it. Heads. People say that South Park's paper art—it's not fucking. This is—it's stop the, motion. The but it's art, not clay. The art style reminds me of um, like the DIY. You can print people off and you cut them out and like stick them together, and they're a little three D person. How, buddy? You haven't said what it is. You did. You said stop making paper art. No one said paper art. Yeah. You just no said one it then. Didn't say paper I did not say they're all completely origami faces because that's kind of what I was at getting at, buddy. Oh. Go on. I thought that's what you said when you said that South Park is paper art. No, that's not very specific. It was made on paper. So is Beavis and Butthead. They're 3D people, but they were made out of paper. In which they look like DIY people that have been printed out in like origami. I've never seen another show like that. It's very unique and very cool. Yeah. I like it. They're all just like paper with a wig on. Yeah, but it's a really good wig. Some yeah, some of the wigs are like super good. It, it's awesome. Hitler's one is just more more of the paper art, but like yeah. some of them will have no business being good. Um, the blood graphics and stuff in it are really cool too. Because they're just more paper, aren't they? Yeah. But they have like all of their clothes are real cloth and stuff, and their hands aren't 3D, which makes it weird. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of effort went into the art style of it. It's very cool. But it's one of those shows that there's just nothing on it. It's very it's it's undermined by every other adult swim. Like you're sitting next to famous things like fucking Rick and Morty now or Space Ghost and stuff, and you just he's in it's in the bottom of the the barrel really. But it's, it's higher up than King Star King though. I'll give it that. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I'm glad you didn't pick that one. Me too. But like, it's very hard to find information. It, it's basically it. like this is the overall plot. With no detail, done. It's very underground. If you want to be real indie, just give it a watch and tell your friends about it. But I think, like, because it's not... Okay, so I have an issue with South Park because I think it's really intelligent, but it does it really stupidly. Yeah, I know. It's fun. Frankenhole is really intelligent, and it does it humorously it's very patronizing about how smart it is it is and it's very sarcastic but like um one of the episodes we watch all the time is victor and his wife get into a fight over whether men or women are the better sex because he can create sweet life and she's like no that's not creating real life so he genetically gives himself a vagina because he's so competitive and such a dick he's like i'll fucking show you a natural birth so he puts a pussy on himself. But then he, she says, well, to, you know, create real life, you have to have sex. So then he works out that the only way to create a, a perfect child... The only way to make a child he, good enough is if it's his dick. He uses his own dick. And then they get into a fight because she's like, well, I'll fuck you with your own dick then. And it's like, it's so stupid, but it is purely a comment on like sexual superiority and a lot of it what, just is his ego what is 
you know, creating life, like, is IVF and that, can it be considered real childbirth? Mm-hmm. Because it's all done scientifically, which is not, like, I don't know, I just find it really smart. And then there's that other end of smart, like, not political smart, like, when they just replace um, the Bride of Frankenstein's hair with fire to scare the monster away from her, just to make him more sad. That's in the Gandhi episode, too. Yeah, that's Ga- a good episode. Gandhi fucks her, so that's great, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, uh, someone should fun. replace it with Gandhi from Klinghorn. Say what? Just all animated guy fucking paper mache monster. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Trey, what did you pick this week? Every other one you asked for a rating. Oh shit. I get I love the art and I love the style. I'm, I'm gonna, nine in it. I'm nine in as well. Yeah, maybe an eight. Oh, I've only seen one episode, so an eight. It's better than the movie I Frankenstein, so there you go. <laughs> so it's King Starking. I'd rather watch Nick Cage's Wicker Man seriously four times. Seriously, that's, again. that's the key to what you just said is watching seriously. I too believe Frankenstein's monster should be named Adam because the gargoyles tell him that. Not the beast! <laughs> um, Trey. I'll try as the best of the best. Last on the list. Mike Tyson Mysteries. Oh, shit. We are. Yay. Alright, so there's three seasons. I think the third one just started. I think yeah, it's like it was. two episodes in. We watched a couple episodes of it today. Uh, it started in October 2014. Mm-hmm. It's Adult Swim, obviously, but it's developed by Warner Brothers Animation. That fucking blows my <laughs> head. That's so sad. But it makes sense because it is a very clear rip-off of Scooby-Doo and it's the guys who do Scooby-Doo. Yeah. They voiced by Mike Tyson, which surprises me because it's so mean to him. Yeah, um, he should be more offended. Norm MacDonald, who we know is the man who puts the beer in the bucket for the donkey. Norm MacDonald is one of my favourite 90s actors. If you haven't seen Dirty Work, take the fucking time. He's brilliant. And he's pretty much a bird bender in this. Uh, Rachel Ramirez. Ramirez? R-A-M-R-A-S. Well, then it's not Ramirez. Jim Rash. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty a, small it's team. It's essentially Scooby-Doo, but fucking nonsense. It's Scooby-Doo, but a very crass, horrible bird. I'm getting to that. Oh, you got it? Good. Fucking love pigeon. Uh, Mike Tyson is portrayed as having no clue what's going on ever. <laughs> Neither does the fucking show. Stopped being a boxer to be a mystery-solving dude with the help of his adopted Chinese daughter, Young He Tyson, who he gets her name wrong all the time. I know. Um, they wear their matching dress suits. A ghost, and his name's it's Marcus, Marcus but it's spelled funny. No, because a really olden day boxing dude was called like the ninth Marcus of Queensbury like that was his title okay but I didn't know it was they pronounce it wrong they just named him Marcus instead of it being a title and Pigeon who was an alcoholic bastard his name was Richard but his ex-wife turned him into a pigeon because he cheated on her and she knew magic or something each episode is centered around a mystery, but quite often it gets ignored and they just end up doing something else entirely. 
And more often than not, they don't. I'm getting to that. <laughs> episodes often end on cliffhangers that they never talk about again, such as the episode where the world ends and then the next episode happens. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. It's a very dumb show. Well, the one we watched today, he was on the moon and then he just left the moon. Without, yeah. Yeah, without well, any space traveling yeah, ability. And I turned to everybody and I was like, how do you get off the moon? And Trey was just like, No, this, yeah. happen- I wrote this happens down every time, Meg. My favourite episode of season one and two and like a brief thing. Yeah. Uh, season one, episode three, we watched today the heavyweight champion of the moon. <laughs> um, fucking names. He, accident- he picks Buzz Aldrin up from the airport and accidentally kills him in a car crash and then goes to the moon to get the secrets of the universe. He doesn't get them. He just goes back home and kills another. And there's that big person. holy shit moment where the moon has his face tattoo, but they, it just no one references it or talks about it. And season two, episode three. Man, can watch this one yesterday. She's a baniac. Awesome. Uh, the team is hired by a dude who thinks his wife is cheating. And what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, because he's all like, was she cheating? It's like, no, she was an alien. She doesn't live here anymore. She went back no, to her home No, he goes, planet. oh, thank God she wasn't cheating on me. <laughs> she was just an alien. He goes, what are you talking about? She's been cheating on you for years. She's fucking everybody. <laughs> she had sex with between one and 12,000 men. Tell me about the ending. Or semen. The big ending for that episode. Is this blood or semen? I think it's both. Oh no! Because she's harvesting the sperm for alien hot tubs, and then she goes back to her plan. They're like, "You want you want to jump in the tub with us?" And she's like, "Uh, "No." She knows what it is. I think one of the highlights is at the end of every episode, we are greeted to real Mike Tyson in the costume, yeah, in the the tracksuit, just talking about nothing. Like at the end of that one about the aliens collecting sperm, it's just him sitting there going, "Like, yeah, it'd be crazy if we're the only living." Like planet with living yeah. creatures on it. There's, there's aliens out there, and then it just cuts. It's very weird. It's fucking. We watched an episode of season three, where um I forget what happened in the episode, but it also opened with him like watching it on the couch with his friend, and then it like plays the actual episode, and they guess the end, and they're sad about something. I want one episode to be live action. Like I want them to CGI a fancy ghost and get. They the don't have to CGI him. Thing. He's just like old Hanna Barbera ghost. So he's just a dude that's completely white. But I do like he because we watched one. Um, the daughter's dead. Oh yeah, the pigeon really fucked a ghost, and that's gonna like break reality. But I like in it, he explains, they're like, what are you worried about? You can't die again. He's like, actually, I can. Ghosts the next time die. I come back, I won't be able to touch anything. And the last time I come back, I'll be one of those stupid ghosts that's like a sheep with just eye hole going out. I'll be a blanket eye hole ghost. <laughs> and then he's like outside screaming with no clothes. <laughs> Much like Kyle was just saying, Frank and Hole, she likes because it is intelligent in a humorous way. I like Mike Tyson Mysteries because it's fucking retarded. Yeah. <laughs> One main character, like Mike Tyson, is just an idiot. Like, he. Like, he shit. has no idea what's going on. He no. thinks Elon Musk is Elton John and he punches him and steals his rocket. And Pigeon's just a dick. We, I showed Meg a clip today where they're all just hanging out at the pool in their backyard. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we should solve these mysteries. And Young He says, 
We should solve the mystery of who's my mum and why did she dump her baby on Mike Tyson's doorstep and Pigeon's just sitting there with a beer and goes, she probably did it because she doesn't want you. Case solved. She's a fucking <laughs> asshole. So I love that. Uh, I could just watch the Pigeon for like an, like hours and hours and hours. Yeah, I don't even know how we found that show, but we thought it was taking the piss and then we're like, oh, that's Mike Tyson. Yeah, it's really Mike Tyson. And then I think we watched the whole episode and we just gave up on reality. <laughs> the best part about Adult Swim is you just give up on all other things because nothing makes any sense anymore. I give it about a nine. We, and if the people from Adult Swim are listening to this, <laughs> A, please change your ads so they're not region locked. B, can we have an adult swim channel? We, we we have brief chunks of it on our comedy channels, but yeah, just give me an adult swim channel or an Australian. Because that is when we make more DVDs so that in Australia, yeah, you can't get any Lotus Squad here. And we meant to see the frog dance, fucking frog dance, YouTube frog dance Lotus Squad. When we went to the states, mm-hmm. Toby was flicking through the TV things, found the adult swim channel. I didn't see him again. He, Off I go. He literally would leave anywhere we were and go back to the hotel just to watch Adam swim. It's exciting. Do you have like all of it on DVD? No, but it's all the ones I don't have. Okay. So we need an adult swim channel. Yeah. Or no ads on the internet. You know, website. I'd pay for a premium version if I get to watch it. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Adult Swim has been known to resurrect shows all the to the point where the original studio brings it back completely. Um, today's homework question is, well, that. What would you like to see Adult Swim salvage next? Gravity Falls. Yeah. Is that yeah. your pick? That's my pick. Go on and tell me why and tell me all about it. Uh, because it's amazing. Um, it is no... Like, it's at the same point where it's no longer a kid's show. It is very much like oh, adults looking conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Uh, I didn't agree with you at first. Je- I agree English. with you now. I mean. Um, and like, I don't know. I just think that they would be able to like. I was going to say it doesn't really have the adults from style to it. But that would also open up the possibility that Stanford Pines did used to hang out with Rick. Yeah. Because they'd be the same channel and I could have and my crossover. And there's so many, like, Easter eggs and that between them hmm. that I think it would, like, bring up, um, like, a lot of the Rick and Morty fans would cross over that. And there's it would open a lot of doors. Between it because, like... The whole season three, like, premiere April Fool's thing was the Mulan Szechuan sauce. Mm. Well, people Mulan people are so keen for that remake now, just for the McDonald's to do the sauce again. Yeah. It's very funny. But that's mine. I, I pick. Alright, that's a good I, I want to Gravity Falls. You just want more Gravity Falls? Any excuse? Isn't it still yes. going? No, no, we finished it. No, like, aren't they making it? No. no. That's because it sucks. No, it's because it had no business being on Disney. It was too good. <laughs> They're like, this isn't shit. This isn't Peter Pan's Pirates, but without Peter Pan in it. I think it was because there's no real way to merchandise it. Like, other than... money off it, then what's the point? But the other thing is, like, the channel that it would fit on is Disney XD, because that's a more, like, teen-related channel. But Disney XD has been taken over by Marvel. Mm, Mm. That's true. So... 
It no longer has a place. Hmm. Well, I'm watching all the new Marvel. I I love it. But Gravity Falls is way out of place next to Avengers and then Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that current Ultimate Spider-Man. That's so good. Every character ever is in that show. But that's what I'm saying. Like Gravity Falls is too young to be next to that stuff, but too old to be on Disney or Disney Junior. Hmm. Like, so it doesn't have a station they can play it on. And because it's already got such... Like, it's one of those shows that has such a huge adult-slash-teen viewership. It's a cult show. It would last on Adult Swim. Hmm. Yeah, right, fair enough. Meg goes. Um, Do it, Meg. You can do it, Meg! No, I can't. (laughs) I can never do it. (laughs) Don't believe in me. I can't do it. Don't believe in me. We'll make shirts. <laughs> Don't believe in me. I can't do it. Shirts. No, we'll have, we'll have across the chest. Don't believe in me. And just under the like tail in like the tramp stamp. The folded over. I can't do it. <laughs> I know. I want. I want pocket tees. Oh, and okay. a big thing on the back. What yeah. do you think, Meg? What's the TV show? I want them yeah, to Meg. do. Do you guys remember Ed, Ed and Eddie? Yeah! I want them to do that. Yeah. That was good, but I want them to change it up a bit. They would have to. They'd have to, like, if it was, like, them a bit older and they're just fucking around and they're all drunk and stupid. Yeah. That'd be great. I'm (laughs) cool with that. Yeah. I can can imagine being, like, clerks, like, having shit 7-Eleven jobs and just being dumb as ass. That's Cartoon Network, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've got the rights then, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I picked the it. one that Toby's going to pick. I doubt Jake it. Long, the American Dragon. Oh, I'm very safe. Oh. No, um, I would oh. either oh. like um, Adventure Time to go back to its good seasons. Adventure Time classic. Yeah, like I want them to go back to how it used to be. Mm. Or, because of the recent news of the R-rated Deadpool show, yeah. give me... Batman animated series but the Arkhamverse. Well, you just retell all the Arkham games in animated style. Well, you mentioned that Warner Brothers is involved with Adult Swim with Mike Tyson Mysteries. They could probably... Like, there's, oh, there's, there's a bridge there. They could. Not even that. Like, I just want an animated series that is true to Batman. Like, <laughs> fucked up. Just a liberated animated series. Yeah. Um, well, at first I did together. No, I was definitely going to say Clone High at first, but I, I thought about it for a bit. Um, it, it's just, it, it's too much of a product of its time, like the 90s cameos. I mean, it, it, it sort of has to stay in its little time capsule, I think. Um, that said, I have a less... And the world's too PC. Hmm? The world is too PC. Yeah. They wouldn't allow Clone High. It completely JFK in that is funny. He's, no one no would be okay did. with that right now. Yeah, that was that was my runner-up. Like I wanted it, but it doesn't fit quite as good as Garth Marenghi's Dark Place would fit. No one knows what we're talking about. No. But like two two of our listeners, if we had twenty listeners, would know what I'm talking about. No. It's that um, it's that shitty show I was watching on YouTube about that horror writer who made a show that didn't air, and then he was like presenting it later and it's absolute trash and you probably want it to be remember when we were real little like before we had paid tv and we'd come home, come home from school and there'd be a tv show about 
a bunch of teenagers and a local horror movie maker's gone crazy and he just makes the monsters and it shit CGI. Is that like Goosebumps? No, like it was just some crap show. Like, oh, this episode they've made a dinosaur and the kids have to stop it, but like... I know what you're talking about. It was on ABC or something. No, man. I was in like high school. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. is the one about the crime-solving doctor. Remember when it's like crap and very 80s and it's half the dudes from IT crowd? I want to see... Um, so Digby Chicken Caesar, Gritty Reboot. Dark Gritty Reboot. Alright, um, so the show I'm talking about, it's very experimental, weird, has that cheap garage style of original Adult Swim sort of shows, and it, yeah, it's piss funny. Um, things like, um, another Adult Swim show called NTSF SUV, and Char- Children's Hospital and Black Dynamite, the original movie, all sort of take heavily from that style of, uh, here's a show that's purposely trash and that's half the joke is how bad it is like you'll see the the boom mic in a shot or like they'll repeat an action sequence again later like that sort of cheap shit or the stuntman's probably the wrong ethnicity you know just just random crap like that and it'd be it, it would fit in real good on adult swim that's what it needs to be is that the hospital you one yeah the crime solving doctor one yes oh god yeah, that one. Um, Alright, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another stunning episode of The School for Wayward Nerds. Remember to subscribe, give us a review on iTunes, like the Facebook, and follow us on Twitter, at wayward underscore nerds. I've been Toby Polo, joined by Megan Trey, and our producer, Kai Steen. Um, the bottom line of this episode is just go on the Adult Swim website. All the shows are on there if you're in America. And just... To pick around things take a fucking look none of them go that long anyway you're not wasting that much of your life unless you watch a bunch well Frankenhole's 15 minute episodes Lucy's 10 Mike Tyson's 15 Metalocalypse is I think 15 as well like nothing's long you, you got the time good little ad work yeah. yeah have a bit of an explore expand your horizons and then expand your ass. And then buy our shirts that we're gonna make. Yeah. Oh no. What? It's got the line going. Class dismissed!